Let's talk about Nobel Prizes this morning. This year's winners have included the scientists behind the mRNA vaccine technology, the discoverers of quantum dots. The, these are the smallest kind of nanoparticles, which scientists didn't even know existed. I mean, some amazing discoveries. Also, I love the history behind some of the winners. For instance, back in 1943, the person who won the Nobel Prize in chemistry actually began the journey for their groundbreaking discovery because they were sure they were being fed leftover food at their boarding house cafeteria. It turns out the landlordy, landlady was using leftover meat ew, and disguising it as new food. Meanwhile, George Havesi used his experiment with radioactive materials to figure that out and then later on expanded on it, went on to win the Nobel Prize. So you see, the news about Nobel Prize winners is maybe out there and you think, oh, you read the headline, but what is, how does it really impact me? Well, the work does continue to impact us years later. Joining us now to talk more about this is Dr. Artemis Spiru, who's a professor of physics at the Facility for Rare Isotope Beams at Michigan State University. Dr. Spiru, thank you for being with us. Hi, thank you very much for having me. So tell me about the, we were talking about the Nobel Prize winner from back in 1943 for chemistry. Now, what was so significant about that work that we're still using it years later? Yeah, so the, the work was using uh, isotopes in general, but specifically radioactive isotopes as tracers. So tracers are something that you can use to, to track what's going on. Uh, as an example, let's say you have a, a group of kindergartners going on a field trip and you want to know what, what they're doing, but you're not there. Maybe one of them has a smartphone or a smart smartwatch. And if you're tracking the GPS of that one smartwatch, then you can know where the group is going. So the radioactive tracers work something like that. The, you, you use them to track normal processes, uh, but you put something that you can detect, that you can track along the way. So things like this we use every day. I think the most impactful thing we do today is in medicine. We use radioactive uh, tracers and radioactive uh, isotopes to track disease and detect disease without the need of having invasive procedures. And so that all got started because the 1943 winner thought that he needed to investigate what kind of food he was being fed. Is that it? Well, it, it, it's a funny story, and I don't know that that's where it it definitely started, but uh, the Hevesy was working with radioactivity, and he was getting this idea of using radioactivity as a tracer. But yeah, that's where he, he used it, I guess, for the first time. I don't know the, the record, but I guess for the first time, he was suspecting that his landlady was reusing the food out of their plates in the next days or a few days later food. And he tried to uh, to talk to her and say, hey, how about you, you use some fresh food for a change? And she <laughs> Denied it, of course. Um, and then he had this idea. He just grabbed his leftover meat. He put a little bit of radioactive material in it. And then he went the next day with a detector that could detect this radioactivity. And he, of course, found radioactive soup or something. And he could prove it. Um, wow. I love that story. I love that story. <laughs> yeah. Because that really kind of brings science home for people. We understand about that. And is, do you think a lot of science is like that, Dr. Spear? Is it we hear the complicated stuff, but we don't maybe fully understand this has everyday uses for us. 
Yeah, and uh, I think that's uh, that's important to to make that connection to from from the discovery to the application. And sometimes it's hard because sometimes it takes years from when something is discovered to actually use it in everyday life. This particular one was a little more direct. That's why uh, we're we're talking about it, and it's a fun story to talk about because it's it's completely direct. But sometimes a discovery might take decades to actually figure out a way to use it to improve our lives. So when you see the Nobel Prize winners, do you recognize the work? Do you think, oh, I've heard about that? Like this is significant work that you know will have an impact. Yes, sometimes if it's close to my field, I can uh, recognize immediately that yeah, this this is promising. Or sometimes for the Nobel winners, the discoveries were done years ago, and now they are recognized, and already you know our society moves fast, moves fast, and we are always trying to make use of these discoveries. So some of the discoveries at the time of the Nobel Prize are already being used. Right. Now, you work at the facility for rare isotope beams. What is that? What do you do? Yeah, so the I mentioned radioisotopes that the Hevesy was using back then. So those typically are things that they could find, find naturally. Um, what we do here, uh, we call it AFRIB. Uh, we, what we do here is we try to produce new uh, of those radioisotopes. And some of them are radioisotopes that... Uh, we're we're discovering them right here. They have never been observed before. And some of them live for a very short time, maybe it's a fraction of a second. And so that's more for pure science, uh, just understanding the the nuclear physics of it. And um, sometimes these isotopes, we know that they are present in stars and we're trying to understand how stars work. But some of these radioisotopes are the things that are useful for our for our daily applications, uh, but it's hard to produce in any other way. So we have, for example, radiochemists here in the building that will take um, these radioisotopes, separate them out and isolate them, and then we can use them for medical applications or other applications. So we do a little bit of everything with these rare radioactive isotopes. That sounds fascinating. How do you even track something that you said exists sometimes for less than a second? So the you have to have specialized devices that are, that work very fast. So our devices can detect things at a very small fraction of a second, a billionth of a second, and we can know that oh, this isotope it decayed, it emitted this kind of radiation, this kind of particle. We can detect it and uh, and learn about it. That is fascinating. Your work's amazing. Uh, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Oh, yeah. Thank you very much. That is Dr. Artemis Spiru, Professor of Physics at the Facility for Rare Isotope Beams at Michigan State University. We're talking about Nobel Prizes. Like, you see the headlines and you're like, oh, well, that sounds like an interesting discovery. Like, quantum dots. What are those? Turns out they're nanoparticles that are so small that scientists didn't even know they existed until this discovery was made. And so it takes time for us sometimes to realize the impact of it. And I love the story from 19, the 1943 Nobel Prize chemistry winner, too.